everyone, and welcome to the Where Are They podcast. I am your host, Jennifer, and this episode will feature the unsolved disappearance of 17-year-old Nathaniel Holmes. Our podcast goal is to spread awareness and bring attention to these unsolved cases. As always, we encourage you to share and spread the word of any of the missing persons cases we cover. And of course, make sure you are following us for important case updates, which we will share with you as we receive them. Now, Nathaniel Holmes disappeared from Westminster, Colorado on Tuesday, December 19th, 2017. I get a lot of suggested cases, but when I came upon this one and stumbled on so many unusual facts and circumstances, I really believe someone has to have seen Nathaniel or someone at least knows something about this case. A lot of times these cases leave us with the feeling that there could be a bad outcome or a negative result from the case, but this is one of those situations where I believe there is hope and there is a lot of strong hope that Nathaniel Holmes is out there and is alive and can be found. Nathaniel was born on November 5th, 2000. He had three brothers and sisters and his parents had divorced when he was just eight years old. All four kids lived with their dad. He had custody, but they visited their mom regularly. All in all, they were a pretty close family. Everyone got along. The kids were fairly close in age. In fact, Nathaniel had a sister just 11 months older than him. He also had a younger brother who was about three years younger than him. They had similar interests in video games, and they were said to have always been together and to have been very close. Nathaniel himself was a shy, introverted kid. He struggled in school quite a bit. He was able to convince his dad to do online schooling for the fall of 2017, which he did try, but he quickly learned that it wasn't for him. He didn't have the self-motivation, and without someone at home all day to make sure he was doing what he was supposed to do, they decided that he just needed to go back to school. Because he had some friends at Hidden Lake High School in Westminster, He chose to start school there in November instead of going back to his original public school in Arvada, Colorado. Now, Hidden Lake High School, according to the website, is an alternative education campus serving high-risk students. Hidden Lake serves grades 9 through 12 and has a total population of around 350 students. In some ways, it's kind of a last effort for some students to graduate but the graduation rate is still only 33%. So Nathaniel begins at Hidden Lake, and already knowing some kids there, his family feels it should be a fairly easy transition. Nathaniel did have some minor troubles leading up to his disappearance. He was in a small fender bender accident, and that, coupled with his grades, caused his dad to take the car away from him. Nathaniel, of course, was upset, as any teenager would be but not overly so, according to his family. Nathaniel had also broken his cell phone and was without a working phone at all and mostly just used his iPad. On Monday, December 18th, 2017, Nathaniel's troubles did escalate a little bit. When he got home from school that day, his dad noticed his behavior was a little off. He was moody and sluggish, 
but he kept insisting he was fine. But after pushing him for an explanation, Nathaniel admitted to his dad that someone at school had given him a Xanax and he had taken it. He did tell his dad this was the first time he had ever taken it and he didn't like the way it made him feel and basically blamed that for his strange behavior. Now, Monday evenings, all four children generally had dinner at their mom's house, and this Monday was no exception. The kids went to their mom's for dinner, but since Nathaniel had been acting off, and after the conversation he had with his dad about the drugs, his dad told Nathaniel that he was going to sleep over at his mom's so she could keep an eye on him through the night as he was working. That evening... His mother would, in fact, find a few pills on him, took them away from him, and his parents also talked about it and took away all the money that he had on him so that he couldn't buy any more drugs. The next morning, as she went to drive him to school, they realized that he had to go back to his house first to pick up his schoolwork. So his house was 20 minutes out of the way, which subsequently made him late for school, When he walked into the house at home, his sister was there. She said he ran in pretty quickly, grabbed his folder. He said he needed his math homework in it. And while he still seemed a little moody and grouchy to her, nothing else seemed out of the ordinary. And when Nathaniel walked into school that day, he tried to get the attention of his friend Anthony, who was in a classroom. The principal walking the halls saw him and questioned him, And he said Nathaniel seemed agitated and that he really needed to speak with Anthony, that it was an emergency. But the principal refused to get Anthony out of class and just told Nathaniel to get back to his class. Interestingly, the principal didn't even ask Nathaniel what was wrong or what the emergency was or even if he could help in any way. He just point blank told Nathaniel, no, Anthony could not come out of class and that he just needed to get back to his classroom. Now, even though this school was supposed to have been a more heavily monitored environment since it served at-risk students, there were no cameras inside or outside of this school. So it is believed that Nathaniel walked out of school after this encounter with the principal. Apparently, he walked down the street to a nearby park where he allegedly borrowed someone's phone to call his mother. He left her a message saying that he didn't need her to pick him up from school that day as he was going to get a ride home from a family friend. Now, later on, they would speak to this family friend, and he was surprised that Nathaniel had even said this as they hadn't even spoken at all about anything, especially getting picked up from school. The school also never called to alert the parents that Nathaniel wasn't in class that day, as was their normal procedure. In fact, in just the five weeks that Nathaniel had been at Hidden Lake High School, there had been a couple of incidents where the school had to call the parents when Nathaniel did miss a class. So no one is quite sure why that didn't happen in this instance, and the school has never made a statement as to why that didn't happen on this day. When Nathaniel didn't show up at either parent's house on December 19th, they reported him missing, and the police immediately labeled him as a runaway. 
which is very unfortunate because a lot of times runaway cases aren't looked at as seriously as other missing persons cases. And a lot of the investigation and clues that can be picked up in those early days are not even looked at. So as they begin trying to find out where Nathaniel may have gone, they start by trying to speak to Anthony who was Nathaniel's really good friend at Hidden Lake. This is the friend that he was trying to get the attention of in the classroom. They asked him if he had any idea what the emergency could have been that Nathaniel wanted to talk to him about, but Anthony claimed he had no idea. Searches for Nathaniel turned up little to nothing. There was an outreach program in downtown Arvada that he did visit occasionally with some friends, and some people had said they had seen him down there after his disappearance, but those sightings have been unconfirmed. It's also important to note that even though authorities believe he left of his own accord, he took none of his personal belongings, no money, no iPad, he had no personal items whatsoever. The school was also under a lot of scrutiny in this case and has been less than helpful to investigators and family. Many believe the drug activity at the school is pretty bad and that the principal is not coming forward for that reason as they don't want to bring any negative publicity to the school. In fact, the principal took a couple weeks before he even came forward to discuss his last conversation with Nathaniel. And even that was after prodding with him several times to have a discussion about it. A lot of Nathaniel's friends were also very forthcoming and willing to help in the early days, but have since cut all ties with family, which leaves them very suspicious that they know more than they're saying. Nathaniel's father, Ben, has been the biggest advocate for Nathaniel. He has come out and said he will physically be searching for Nathaniel every single day until he is found. Ben and his son shared a love of music, And Nathaniel was following in his father's footsteps, playing the bagpipes. Interestingly, there have been some sightings of a homeless man in the Denver area with a tuba who occasionally has a young man with him that some believe resembles Nathaniel. No one has been able to confirm this, but there are a lot of discussions about this man with the tuba and this other young man that's sometimes with him. I do find it interesting because people tend to migrate to others with similar interests. And I feel if Nathaniel did run away, that it's possible he could be hanging around another musician. He was said to have been very into his bagpipes and learning to play it and had gotten very good and really enjoyed music itself. Ben, Nathaniel's father, can be seen and heard out and about the Arvada Westminster area playing his bagpipes for Nathaniel. Sometimes he has a poster up and just spreading awareness. Ben is actually a very accomplished bagpipe player. I found a clip of him playing on his website. I'm actually going to play a quick few seconds for you here. Now, what are the theories in this case? As I mentioned, to this day, there's been no 
sign of Nathaniel, no clues as to what might have happened, and it's been nearly three years. So the first theory we'll talk about is the one the authorities believe, and that is that Nathaniel ran away. He did seem to be having some troubles. There were some other things going on very recently up to his disappearance that caused some strange behavior from him. However, he took no personal belongings. He didn't have any money, and it didn't seem that if he had run away that it had been planned. No one has also come forward to say that they had seen him. No one has said they've seen him leaving the school. They'd seen him in the area. Even on the day of his disappearance, no one has come forward at all. His sister also monitors his social media just to see if he ever logs on or if he's ever active. And there has been no activity on any of his social media accounts. And because police do believe that he ran away, very little investigating was done. I do think the runaway theory does have merit in this case, especially after learning that he used to hang out downtown at a local homeless shelter, which the family was completely unaware of. In fact, many of the people at this shelter, when questioned, thought that Nathaniel was homeless himself. So the family has questioned if he was leading some kind of double life or was he possibly preparing or wanting to be in that transient lifestyle? Perhaps he had befriended somebody there, had some kind of connection with someone or multiple people. It just leads you to wonder why that was happening and why the family had no clue. The second theory revolves around drugs. This school had a reputation for drugs and Nathaniel had just been caught with Xanax the day before which does seem coincidental if it's not related. His mom had confiscated those pills and his dad had made sure he had no money on him. Is it possible that he owed someone money and that was the emergency he needed to speak to his friend with? Why did he have multiple Xanax pills? Was he selling them? Was he using them himself and he owed someone money? It's really unclear because this was a new thing that the family had learned and discovered about Nathaniel. But again, in the days leading up to his disappearance, the strange behavior, and literally the day before being caught with drugs and actually having taken some and acting strangely the day before, does make you question if drugs could be involved in this. Another theory is foul play. Did he meet with foul play after leaving the school? Although there are no signs whatsoever of this, it is possible something bad happened to him and he was taken from the area, especially since there's been no sightings and no sign of him. Nothing has ever been found even that belongs to him. John Lorden did an interview on YouTube with Nathaniel's sister, Hannah, who is the sister that's just 11 months older than him. It was pretty heartbreaking to hear how badly she wants her brother home and just how little they really know. That interview was put up just five months after he disappeared. So it is really sad to know that here we are three years later with still no word on Nathaniel. I personally also found it very interesting that they have not been able to get in his electronics. And what they do know, they know from 
pulling their own records, and by they, I mean the family. They did pull a list of phone numbers from his phone records, but little is known other than who he called and when, and apparently nothing was found out of the ordinary with that. So here we are with a devastated family wondering what happened to their loved one. Is Nathaniel alive? Where is he? Why hasn't he come home or contacted anyone? What do you believe happened to Nathaniel? If you'd like to leave an anonymous tip, you can do so by calling Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-TIPS. You can also contact the Westminster Police Department at 303-658-4360. A lot of times in these cases of young people, if they're mixed up in drugs, if that was a component of this case, people are scared to come forward and say anything. So please use that anonymous tip line if you know anything at all. Again, that's 1-800-222-TIPS, and they guarantee anonymity for you. Nathaniel would be 20 years old today at the time of this recording. Please share this case and help keep it active in the media. Share this podcast. Share any articles you may find on Nathaniel. His case has received very little press and attention, and Nathaniel needs to be found. It has been too long for this family. Please spread the word. Nathaniel is out there somewhere. Thank you all for tuning into this episode. Follow us on social media for case updates and announcements. And please submit any suggested cases to us over on Instagram or Facebook. So until next time, my friends, stay safe and hug your loved ones.